Welcome into another edition of Smokey's Favorite Podcast. A lot's happened since we have last spoke. Tennessee fell in the final. Actually, no they didn't fall in the final four. They fell in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16 turned out to not be so sweet. It was a little bitter. And the Vols had a junior announce they were going to the NBA draft. I will get to that in a second, but first let's go back to the Sweet 16 game. Tennessee basketball played against Purdue. Uh, This was a game that many thought that Tennessee was going to win, and they probably should have won, but Carson Edwards, uh, Ryan Klein, I think it's Ryan, but the Klein kid, unbelievable from three, coming down to the end of the game. Whenever Purdue needed a three, they gave it to Klein, and Klein made it. There was nothing that Tennessee could have done. They played defense on him. He made it. They left him open. He made it. They kind of tried to close the gap. He did what he wanted uh, at at Tennessee's expense. Uh, For overall, they kind of did what I said they needed to do and really what everybody said they needed to do, and that's play Tennessee basketball and on the defensive end basically just man the paint don't let that seven foot fell I don't even know his name the ugly guy yeah tell him or don't let him score basically don't let him out rebound you Alexander did a fantastic job on him for much of the night and whoever else was guarding him uh whether that was Folky or Pons or whoever But overall, this was a pretty fun game. Uh, Tennessee falls behind big early, kind of like they did to Iowa in the second round. Vols fall big, storm back, force overtime. But it seemed that they gave everything they had in the second half to force the overtime and fell in overtime, just ran out of steam. And was it Grant that was left on the bench with four fouls at the beginning of overtime? I I believe it was because Admiral was on the bench in overtime for the Iowa game. So I believe it was was Grant. I'm 99% sure it was Grant. It's been a while. I should probably record this fairly like right after and then just come back to it whenever I upload. Maybe I should do a post-game thing. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter right now. That does not matter. But what does matter is Tennessee's season is over. As they gave everything they had in the second half and fell in overtime to Purdue. Luckily for Vol fans, they did not have to watch Purdue continue their run to the Final Four as they finished their season one round later in the Elite Eight. The Final Four is set and is going to take place Saturday. I believe it's Saturday, and then I have no idea, honestly, when the championship game is going to be played. I don't know if they're going to play it on Sunday, so that it could be back-to-back or Monday night. Monday night would seem like it's like the most reasonable, right? All right, the championship will be played on Monday night, 8 o'clock on CBS. For the Saturday games, we got Auburn and Virginia to kick it off. At 5.09, and then Texas Tech, Michigan State, primetime, CBS 749. 
I imagine it'll actually tip at like eight, but who knows? Uh, a lot of Vols fans seem to not be rooting for Auburn. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, I think Auburn's a great team. Uh, they got a chance to beat Virginia. This is going to be a fun matchup where we have a high-powered offense versus a high-powered defense. So I think it came out that Virginia was undefeated this year when they gave up 68 points or less, something around that. So that's kind of the magic number right there, 70 or less for Virginia. If they can hold Auburn to less than 70, I say that that trend continues and they head to the championship game for Texas Tech, Michigan State. We could kind of see that same thing. Michigan State kind of has a high-powered offense, not as high-powered as Auburn, but they do have a fantastic offense where Texas Tech kind of has that gritty defense uh, where they come in as a power five from the Big 12. We got two Under Armour teams, which I just noticed the other day when I was shopping on Fanatics. But that's interesting that a couple of Under Armour teams have snuck their way into mostly a Nike predominant or Nike dominated sport and where we see a lot of the champions wearing Nike. That's kind of interesting to me, but I know that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Uh, I, did, I took Auburn and Michigan State in the Elite Eight to advance. So thankfully that happened, at least on my end, for the money winning side of things. I'm happy for that, but I think it's going to be interesting to see where Bruce Pearl goes from here, if he can get to the championship game. Uh, A lot of Tennessee fans are going to be invested in that game, especially with past relationships with Pearl and all that. So that's going to be interesting to see for other Tennessee athletics. Holly Warlick has been let go, and... The coaching search has begun. Uh, we all kind of expected for Holly to go, but we wasn't sure how long it was going to take or how long the coaching hire would be to to replace her or who it would be. Uh, right now it seems to be that it is Kelly Harper from Missouri State, or at least she seems to be the front runner, but bringing in a coach like Harper could set Tennessee up for something Similar to what they had to do with Holly Warlick when you have to fire a former Lady Vol uh, of VFL and because she didn't get the job done. And that could become a problem for former and the athletic department firing two former Lady Vol players uh, at, at the coaching position could be something that they don't want to do. So they might hang her or let her hang around a little longer than she needs to if she doesn't succeed. But then on the other end, you can look and say, all right, here's uh, a coach who was who played under Pat Summit, who, who won while she played. She knows how to win. She knows what it takes to win. She knows what it takes to win at Tennessee. So you could say, you could look at either side of that and say, all right, here we go. We got a, we got a champion player who can turn this program around and become a championship coach, or you can say, hey, she's unproven. She failed at a her only Power 5 head coaching job at North Carolina State. It just depends on how you want to look at it. Glass half full, glass half empty. And I think if the Vols bring her in, I think that could be a solid hire. I'm not going to say it's going to be a good or a great hire or anything like that, but I think for the circumstances, for what she's probably going to get paid, I think that's a 
decent hire. She's got the potential to become something great, uh, especially within the Tennessee program. So we'll see how all that works out. I think Missouri State is probably expecting her to leave if she is officially offered the position. Uh, I saw that uh, Louisville was expecting their coach to leave, but it looks like Tennessee's not going to go after him. And I'm not sure if Tennessee wants a male basketball coach for for the women basketball program. That's something interesting. I don't know if they've ever had a male coach the Lady Vols basketball team. I all I all I've known is Pat Summit and now Holly Warlick and whoever's next. So I wouldn't be surprised if Homer decided not to go the male route, but to go. Kelly Harper route. I wouldn't be surprised. She has roots in Tennessee. She knows the program. She knows what it takes to win. She knows the tradition. All that good stuff. But buyer beware if you bring her in and she fails like Warlick. We could be in this situation again in just a few years down the road. Now I'd like to transition back from from lady hoops to men's hoops. Uh, Tennessee athletic or not athletic, assistant coach. Let me find it. Let me find it. Rob Lanier Lanier has decided to leave Tennessee as an assistant and become a head coach at Georgia State. That was announced on Thursday that he would, or excuse me, Friday, that he would become the next Georgia State head coach. Lanier replaces Ron Hunter, who left last month for Tulane. They said in Rob Lanier, we've hired a basketball coach who in who I believe will take Georgia State basketball to the next level. That was Georgia State President Mark Becker. He they seem to be excited for Rob to head to Atlanta to take over the Georgia State coaching or basketball position. I think this is a good opportunity for Tennessee to or to, for Rick Barnes to allow his coaches to go out and uh, I cannot speak today, and that's not good for a podcast if you can't speak. Anyways, I think it's good for Barnes to let his assistants go and spread their wings and fly and and, and continue extending, extending that coaching tree, uh, continue letting the branches grow. Maybe Lanyard can go off, do good things, and if he is good, maybe we can bring him back when Rick Barnes decides to retire if he's not at a big-time Power 5 school yet. Maybe we can bring him back. But he's not the only guy on the basketball team that Tennessee had lost this week. Jordan Bone announced that he would be going into the NBA draft. And this wasn't something like last year where we saw with Admiral Schofield, where he said he was going to go test the waters, go through the process here his junior year, and kind of get prepared for or learn what he needs to do for his senior season in order to better his draft stock and and just prepare for the draft after his senior season. Jordan Bone released a statement on Twitter. He seemed pretty straightforward. Hey, I'm going to the draft. I'm not coming back. This is something I'm ready to do. I'm diving head first in. I'm ready to be a professional athlete. I'm ready to get paid. And I can't really blame him at that point. Uh, I think... He is one of the best point guards in the country. 
I think he's definitely one of the best in the SEC, if not the best. I'd rank him probably top two or three. Three at the lowest, absolute lowest. I think he's definitely top ten in the entire college basketball. I don't really know anybody that could be better, somebody that's a floor general like he is. Of course, Admiral and Grant are kind of the team leaders, but when Bowen's on the court, he leads the offense, he controls the offense, he controls the flow of the game, and he's really the reason Tennessee has been so successful because without a point guard like Bone, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee might have been as good as they were, but I don't know if we have Lamonte manning the point if Tennessee's as good, if they don't become this championship contender, if they don't hold down the number one spot in the nation for a month. Bone was a pivotal part of this team, and it's going to be unfortunate for Tennessee if they do miss him, if he does decide to go to the draft and not come back. Uh, It's going to be a big piece missing in the Tennessee puzzle for next season. And this is definitely going to be something that Grant Williams has to think about. Because if Grant leaves, then that's four of five Tennessee starters leaving to go to the NBA draft. Two, of course, being seniors and Admiral and Kyle and Grant and Bone as juniors. I don't know. I mean, Grant's ready to set to graduate, I believe, this spring. So he's going to have his degree. He'll be set if the NBA doesn't work out. So... Maybe he wants to get his Masters. I don't know. Maybe he wants to get started on that. Uh, maybe he wants to play all four years. He'll only be 21 going into the draft next year. He's 20 right now. So he's he'll still be relatively young for that NBA prospect range, kind of. They don't want somebody in there that's going to be 22 or 23 because then you only have a few years left on your prime. But somebody that's going to be 20, 21, that's... I mean, honestly, they want 18, 19, but 2021 is kind of the oldest they want to take a first-round pick in. So it seems like he he still has that opportunity to go in the first round if he waits until next year. But this is going to be something he's going to have to think about. Does he want to come back without Kyle, Admiral, and Bone and just try to kind of keep it going, kind of help Burns and kind of the newer guys come in? and kind of set a standard for what Tennessee basketball is for the years to come? Or does he want to go test the waters in the NBA like Bone? It's it's really going to be something that he's going to have to think about. I don't expect anything to come out within the next days or week or two. I don't know when the deadline is to declare for the draft or to go through that entire process, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wakes, waits till the fairly last minute to make that decision. That's something that he's definitely going to have to think hard about. I think that's something that he's going to have to talk with his family, the coaches, of course, and everything with that about what he wants to do. Uh, Rick Barnes, of course, he's going to support him, I think, every step of the way. So hopefully we can get both of them back, but it seems unlikely we will. But if they do leave, of course, I want to wish him the best of luck at the next level. On to some Tennessee baseball news. Over the weekend, the Vols headed to Nashville to take on number four Vanderbilt and lost the Friday-Saturday matchup but avoided the sweep on Sunday with a 7-6 win over Vandy. This was a matchup that kind of was going to show you what Tennessee had when it came to baseball, if you're interested in that. It was going to show you, hey, 
Tennessee's either the real deal or they're not. And Friday night they lost two to four. That was something that you could be like, okay, that's something that you can work with. Saturday night lost four to ten. That's something that's. Uh, I mean, Vanderbilt's good, you know, but that's something that you don't want to see if you think your team could be a contender. But they recovered on Sunday and got the seven to six win in Nashville. And on Tuesday they played Belmont in Knoxville and got the six to two win over them. So a two game winning streak heading into the weekend as they take on Mississippi State for a weekend series there for the softball team. They are continuing to roll on as they won two out of three in Columbia against Missouri this past weekend and prepare for Auburn in Knoxville this weekend for a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series matchup. The Lady Vols softball team is doing pretty good. Not too bad. Good start to the season, of course, Baseball team is trying to kind of recover from their slow SEC start. They have a chance to do that against Mississippi State this weekend. And the UT Athletics sale for, what is it, the team-issued gear? That starts today, Friday. I don't know if there's going to be anything left tomorrow on Saturday, but if you didn't know, you do now. Uh, Surely you did know. Uh, Surely if you're in the Knoxville area you're going to have an opportunity to head over that way and towards campus and pick up some team-issued gear. I was able to get a shirt and some shorts online this morning. Didn't really feel like making the three-hour trek to Nashville at 8 a.m., but luckily the internet is our friend, so I was able to knock that out there. One final thing I'd like to go out on if you are interested in sports betting There is a sports betting bill going through the Tennessee, I don't know if it's the Senate or the House, but there was a possibility it seemed like it could pass, could go through and legalize sports gambling in the state of Tennessee, but now it looks like it is facing opposition from both sides of Republicans and Democrats, and it looks not likely, or I guess less likely, that it will move on to or I guess be legalized. Uh, This bipartisan bill was sponsored by Rick Staples, Republican out of Knoxville. This was the first piece of legislation that was filed in the House and is facing resistance in the House State Committee while the Senate Government Operations Committee has delayed taking any actions. The legalization initially sought to allow online sports betting and the operation of brick-and-mortar sports gambling facilities in the state. But Staples said Tennessee has lost $3 billion to other states who legalized gambling and amended it to remove the provision for in-person betting. So Tennessee's losing out on some money, it seems like, by keeping sports gambling illegal. I think they could make some big tax dollars if they do open up some facilities where you can go gamble in person, some some sports books where you can go have like a bar set up, watch some games, watch, keep up with the lines, kind of do like a little little Vegas thing. Yeah, They call it Nash Vegas for a reason. Might as well legalize sports gambling and put a place there like that, kind of downtown in that area. I bet they'd make a ton of money, especially 
if they would have taken advantage of that with March Madness. And if it does pass this football season, a lot of tax dollars could go towards that. And I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think, uh, it's. I mean, you're not probably losing any money. It seems unethical. It seems like something that Tennessee wouldn't want to do. They've always kind of been that conservative state that kind of holds back and lets everybody else do it first and jumps on at the last minute. But I think this is something that they could take advantage of, especially early on, with what seems to show some of the success with the in-person sports betting places uh, where it's taxed. So, like, if you go to Vegas or wherever and you go to one of the sports books and you buy a ticket for whoever, Tennessee plus 350 or whatever to beat South Carolina this football season, and you win, you put 100 down, win 350, then that's going to be taxed and you're going to not get all 350. You'll get however much the tax is going to be for that. But I think it's a great opportunity to Tennessee make a little extra money, tax the people, of course, nothing better than taxes. Anyways, we'll see how that goes. It doesn't look likely that it's going to happen. I'd like to see it happen. It's going to happen eventually. Might as well go ahead and take advantage and make a little money off the tax now. That's all from me on Smokey's Favorite Podcast for this week's edition. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you all next week.